Are you sheltering in place, isolated, feeling alone? <coughs> well, then you're just like us. Hit me. From Studio P in Sausalito, the home of the quarantined hit, it's time for... Suckatash. Suckatash Shut-In, the Soundcast stimulus package featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcasts. And now, here's your host for this episode, Mark Hershaw. Mark Hershaw. Mark Hershaw. Thank you, Bill Haywatt. I am indeed Mark Hershon. This is episode 213, 213 of Succotash Shut In, the Soundcast Stimulus Package. You know, we have been playing for you uh, Soundcast recordings, uh, clips from shows from, uh, we like to say around the world, but oftentimes they're just from the U.S., Today, however, we have a very special show. All of the clips you're going to be hearing are from shows from Australia. But I'm not doing this on my own because I don't know that much about Australia or Australian soundcast. So I've brought in a friend of Succotash, a fellow that I think the last time we recorded as a co-host was, I'm going to say 2013. I'm not sure about that. That sounds about uh, wrong. It sounds okay. I'd like to welcome Jason McNamara, a.k.a. Jabs, late of the D-Head Factor soundcast, which is on a very long hiatus, the D-Head Factor. Very long, very long. We're just waiting until our, uh, we've got something interesting to talk about. <laughs> well, Jabs, welcome. Uh, it's not like we haven't spoken since 2013. Uh, we no, we spoke in- about an hour ago. <laughs> We did. We spoke about two minutes ago because I completely fucked up recording the first take on this soundcast. But that's okay. But, yeah, we did, it's, it's a couple of mates drinking alcohol and exactly. recording the Cheers. same clip over and over Cheers. again. Cheers, exactly. <laughs> anyway, Jabs uh, was the host, uh, not the only person uh, on the D-Head Factor. There was F.U. Josh. And who was your third mate on that? Uh, Adrian. Adrian used to turn up. Uh, we the, the third person used to rotate. So there was Adrian at times. Um, uh, Aaron used to turn up as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is, it was. It's weird. Uh, F.U. Josh and myself used to be the main culprits. I like to think because um, uh, F.U. Josh had trigger points, so I knew when to uh, throw a couple of grenades, and he knew that I was throwing the grenades, but he just can't help himself, so he has trigger points, so you used to be able to get him to react to certain stories and give his very unpopular opinions, although people loved it. People loved F.U. Josh. So. Yes, and he's currently remodeling your house right now. Yes, yes. He's um, uh, ripped down all the walls and the roof. And adding an extra couple of bedrooms on for us. And a cinema room. So. Nice. Your man cave will finally come into being. Yes, finally. Jabs lives in Canberra, Australia. Ah, you got it right, see? Now, this is the first time he recorded it, people. He said Canberra. Yes. That's so wrong. Second it's take. Canberra. Second take. Get it right. Um, and we have been in, I, as, I, as I've said, we've been in constant communication. Really, it's kind of funny. Um, through... Uh, Facebook Messenger and Instagram. Jabs is a uh, inveterate runner 
who keeps inspiring me to stay out there and keep running and <laughs> hiking and trying to get in shape. This was a great opportunity as we sort of rebooted Succotash, uh, the show as Succotash shut and to start getting people interested in, in sound casts or podcasts as ordinary people call them. Yeah, bloody ordinary people with those podcasts. Everyone knows their soundcasts. Of course they do. And I said, this, we've, this is what we did before. We said, let's, let's turn people on to some, some shows that are, you know, coming out of Australia, but they're available everywhere. Thanks to Apple podcasts and Spotify and Stitcher and all these outlets. Um, but you may not know of them. So I asked Jabs, uh, find us, you know, a quartet of clips from some shows you may not know about. And let's feature them. So that's what we're going to do here today. So like any good Australian, I saw a couple of these New Zealanders clips um, <laughs> because that's what Australians do is we take all New Zealand's good stuff and then claim it for our own. You know, <laughs> Russell Crowe and Pavlova and stuff like that. So. And uh, Tiki, what's his name? Tiki Watiti? Tika Watiti? Yeah. How funny is that guy? Have you, he, have you seen all these movies yet? Oh, my God. He is so... Um, Hunts of the Wildebeest and Fucking what we do good. in the shadows. Oh, yeah, what he's we so do good. in the shadows. Now, I do you get this TV series down there? Yeah, we got the TV series. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, so funny! And he, yeah, I mean, so good. You know what he did with the uh, the Thor movie? Unbelievable! Oh, it was so good, wasn't it? Yeah, I think I've watched it about three or four times. It's very clever. Yeah. Very good. Uh, so funny. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to give you a taste of what's happening down under. And uh, some of these names you're going to be familiar with. And some of you will have no idea who these people are if you're in America or places outside Australia. And uh, along for the ride will be, will be Jabs, who will kind of set these things up for us and tell us a little bit about them. To get a little bit more into, into sort of Jabs' history and soundcasting, there was another show he did called Boganwood, uh, which ah, is so a, you got it right. See, you caught it. You caught it something else in the first time we did this. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and it was a particular favorite of mine to the point that I literally, at the end of eight episodes of Succotash, we featured every episode of Boganwood uh, during uh, one of those seasons. I think it may have been 2000, I'm going to say 15. I might be right. Yeah, it's about 2015 or so. Yeah. 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 It was very, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yeah. So I will, I will actually, uh, you've told me in, in, in the episode that it doesn't exist <laughs> now. That's uh, it. But it's the best kind of soundcast. I think they're called conversation in, in other people, you know, two people having a conversation, some, but you don't have to always record them. That's right. Uh, but Boganwood still exists in the ether and I will, it does. uh, I'll put in a, 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 a link to it, but uh, just briefly give us a thumbnail of, of sort of what the Boganwood experience was. The way I always put it is people that spend a lot of energy trying to get something for free uh, when, if they could have just spent that energy, maybe focusing on getting a job or going <laughs> and doing the job right, that would be highly successful because of the amount of uh, schemes, employees, and everything that they actually administer. <laughs> and in, in some of the episodes, they're actually quite clever, if you think about it, how they get away with stuff and how they actually make things line up. Um, yeah, it's like the underbelly of uh, Australia. I think we're trying to work out what the American equivalent was. I think we, we talked about sort of white trash, as these white people. trash is probably the best way to say but it, i mean yeah. the idea that they would scheme to try and get a squeegee in a bucket of water and wash yeah. people's windshields at an yeah. intersection it go yeah. to so much trouble just to get that together 
So the the, the thing with um, Boganwood is that it's based on a form of truth. So we actually do have window washers, and they make up to around $400 a day. No kidding. Um, because people just want them to piss off. So you, you see mm. this guy with a dirty bucket and stuff like that, and they come and wash your windows. Um, F. U. Josh used to tell the story all the time because he always drives up to the lights and stuff in the city. And they'll come up, and if you say no to them, they still wash your windows. So to make them piss off, you've got to give them whatever change or money that you have and say, go away, go away, go away. And so it's a good scheme. Now, there, you know, there's there's people that have been discovered or uncovered in the States that they're just perfectly normal citizens. They actually have jobs, and yet they will come home from work. They will get into their sort of scuzzy homeless clothes, and they'll go out and they'll do they'll sell bags of oranges at the freeway exits. They will wash people's windshields. I mean, is this sort of what the Bogans do, or is that kind of even I, I suspect that? so. I, I suspect that they're not as hard up as they kind of insinuate. I suspect that um, so the Bogans. It's a bit of a running joke in Australia of people that abuse the system. So you used mm. to get paid to have children in Australia. Uh, oh, really? So they used to they used to call it the big screen TV incentive. <laughs> uh, so for every kid that you had, you got five thousand dollars. And <laughs> instead of people putting that towards their kids and their helping them grow up, they were going out and buying big screen TVs. No kidding. So that, that it's that kind of mentality of uh, you get something for free, so why not abuse it? <laughs> now we but know there's, nothing there's about an ounce that. of truth in there. We know nothing about that in America. No. People do not operate like that. No, we don't. We don't work into the. Uh, we don't abuse the system. No one ever does. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> so we've got a rack of shows, as I like to think of them. This uh, this particular episode will be featuring. I don't know about that. Tony Martin's Sizzle Town unravel true crime colon snowball and Batuta weekly news bulletin. One of my favorite titles of all time. Also, uh, we are sponsored by, uh, Henderson's pants. Uh, Henderson's flying jodhpurs is our sponsor this week, but before we get to that, let's do a couple of clips and jabs. Tell us about, I don't know about that. All right. So it's, um, Jim Jeffries is the host. Uh, Jim Jeffries, the sure. I don't know if you've heard of him over there. You Absolutely, know, he's somewhat, he watch his somewhat com- comedian. You know, Comedy Central show that he had on, recently. Uh, guns, he, yes. he loves guns. <laughs> he loves that Americans have guns. Uh, I, I, I used one of his jokes uh, with my father-in-law once, because my father-in-law uh, lives out on a farm in Canada, and he said, "Why wouldn't you have the right to defend your family and have a gun?" And um, I said to him, "Look at me." And imagine a rifle in my hand. Would I hurt myself or would I protect myself? And he looked at me and he said, yeah, chances are you'd hurt yourself. I said, exactly. (laughs) So that's why there should be gun control because I'd be dumb enough to shoot something else, not not shoot the um, actual robbers. Yeah, it's just not a mentality that we can get. But that's what he's famous for. Um, And also getting punched in the face at one of his shows. Yes. Yeah. And he's been successful after that, so. So this show, um, he's actually got a couple of uh, people with him. They sound like Americans to me on these clips, yes. so I assume yeah. he's recording this over here. Yeah, he's uh, still over there. I think he's an American citizen now. Yeah. He, um, he went over there and became a citizen. Yeah, so uh, Kelly Blackheart and Forrest Shaw, 
they uh, like they bring up topics that he kind of doesn't know that much about, and then he kind of waxes on about them. <laughs> That's yeah, it. Yeah. So the the concept of the show is that yeah, you've got to they they ask him a topic. So for instance, the clip we're about to hear is about the moon landing. Um, and he's got to tell everything he knows about the moon landing, and they bring in an expert, and they bring in the two uh, hosts, and he gets ranked out of 10 by all three of them, and then he gets a title at the end of it as to how successful he was at that subject, but uh, in typical Jim Jeffries fashion, I would say. Nice. Let's uh, give a listen to I Don't Know About That. Shampoo. How is it made? And what does it do? Wood. What's that made out of? You probably don't know. All this might be answered on I Don't Know About That with Jim Jeffries. All right, let's let's start the show. We have a guest, as we always do. Me and Jack don't know anything about the guest or anything about the topic. Kelly and Forrest do know about the topic. Mm. I am going to say everything that I know about this topic with a few uh, hints from Forrest, not hints, questions from Forrest. Yeah, well, uh, first let's introduce our guest. Uh, please welcome to the show, Dr. Kevin Peter Hickerson. All right, see, this is, I'm already in the lead here. Every time I have to ask questions to people, because if you were just called Mr. Kevin Peterson, is it Peterson? Kevin Peter Hickerson. P- Peter Hickerson. All yeah. right, Ke- Kevin Peter Hickerson. Oh, I'll just call you Kevin, Dr. Kevin. <laughs> do you like Dr. Doctor. Do, you like, do you call Dr. Kev? Would that be a thing? That would be your TV Dr. name, like Dr. Dr. Yeah. Drew, <laughs> right? Because his name's Andrew, in case anyone didn't know. Ah, that's <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. And Dr. Oz, he's probably got a first name. Oswald. Is he Oswald? No, I think Oz is his last name. <laughs> to, to be fair, I... I probably should have called other people doctors on this podcast already, but it didn't. Yeah, there's that probably a guy from Princeton. Yeah. yeah, he was probably a doctor. The guy, the guy, the guy, <laughs> who, the guy who knew about the post office. He was probably that's a the doctor. guy from Princeton. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah, a doctor. That's, yeah, that's, that's the, the guy one. with the Olympics. He would have been a doctor. He might have been. He's a professor. He might not have been a doctor. Just because you're a professor doesn't mean you have a doctorate. But I think that. I mean, yeah. if any of them had given you the doctor title, you would have used it. Sure, they might not have. It's not your job. They also might have been like, "What? What have we gotten ourselves into?" But, okay, in this but, podcast? but, if, Ke- <laughs> but if Kevin isn't a medical doctor, I always find those ones weird. I know it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. I know you've got a doctorate, but I've been on airplanes where they go, "Is there a doctor on the plane? Do you still do you still pipe up?" Somebody's like, "Doctor of philosophy here. Like, this is not going to help." Yeah, has anyone got a dilemma? You can't live, laugh, love your way out of a fucking heart attack. Is anyone having an existential dilemma? <laughs> I, I was <laughs> once on a plane from Los Angeles to New York. Uh, no, from Los Angeles to London, or I don't know which way I was going. Mm. I think I was going. No, I think I was going to LA from London. Unnecessary. Yeah. Well, it, it kind of is. <laughs> okay. And a guy had a heart attack on the fucking plane, sitting next to his wife. An old fella had a heart attack just sitting there. And they went, "Is there a doctor?" And then they worked on him a bit, and then he died. But we we're over. You know, the Atlantic or whichever way we fly. I think it's the Atlantic, right? That is. Yeah, and we're over the Atlantic. So there's no turning back. So they just fucking put a blanket over the cunt's head, <laughs> right? Oh, right? Oh, they just put a blanket man. over And his wife had to sit there the whole time. She just kept on reading a magazine, right? And Wait, there was, she wasn't crying? She was crying a bit, <laughs> but it's a long flight. She took a meal. She took a meal, right? And, and, and there was another bloke. There was another bloke who had nothing to do with the couple. The old fella was sitting in the middle. He just, so had to, he just had to sit next to a dead bloke, right, the whole thing. Now, the rest of us, 
Well, what else are you going to do? Shove him out the plane? Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can't put him in the overhead. Everyone yeah. takes too many bags on. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're only allowed one carry-on in case there's a dead body. In the cockpit. When we when we landed, we all understood that we had to stay seated until they got the dead body off. Like yeah. we were all like, "All right, we have to chill here." Yeah. Right. But like, like they were on the way to the bathroom. They were like three rows back from the bathroom. So you went to the bathroom and then you were lining up for the toilet. And I stood next to her for a while. I was yeah. like. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Condolences. <laughs> now, was this one of the times that you masturbated in the airplane bathroom? Because oh. that would that would make sense. That's how he. See that's how he, body. You're like, gotta go. It's go time. No, that's how he died. He went in there, tripped over, banged his head. <laughs> but yeah, I saw a dead guy on a plane. All right, so getting back to Doctor Kevin Peter, I'm just saying the doctors did nothing. <laughs> so here's part of the show called Judging a Book by Its Cover. Uh, Jim's going to try and guess what. You are your field of expertise is well, it, it, or what you're going to be talking about today. Let's just do that. Okay. What, I, 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 are you involved in medicine? What, what we're talking about today, specifically. I know, but I'm going to find okay. that out okay. through okay. these questions. Are you involved in medicine? Not really. No. no. Are you a doctor of history? Is that a, a thing? Is that a thing? Yes, it could be. Are you a doctor of history? <laughs> no. <laughs> do, <laughs> no. Do do you do you give sem- Do you talk at uni- Do you lecture at universities? No. Oh, fucking what do you? Are you That'd a, be nice. You're a, you're is, a, by the way, this is what actually, this is, I know Jim, what it every, is. Every, every show Jim does this, he goes, what are you an expert at? I know what he is. I know what he is. I know what he is. I'm looking at him. He's wearing a flannel shirt. He's a fucking tree doctor. All right. So that's Jim Jeffries. If you've been wondering what he's done since he left Comedy Central, you can find him on the uh, whatever download service you like, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher, you will find I Don't Know About That. In addition to Kelly and Forrest, there's a young comic named Jack Hackett as part of this crew. As you can see, he kind of goes off on his tangents, as he does in his comedy shows. When I don't know if you've seen the new Netflix one, Intolerant, yet. Yes. Yes. How good is it? And he's telling that story, but he just keeps deviating from the story to tell a joke. Yes. That's that's what he does in the podcast. Like really good comedians, it sounds like going off on a tangent, but they always are able to find their way back back to where they left. Yes. The main road. He does it brilliantly. It was one of my favorite comedy shows, I think. And that's what reminds me in the podcast uh, that his brain's automatically in that mode where he goes off on tangents, as you heard in that clip. Yeah. And then he brings it back because it was about the subject of doctors and like, what is a doctor and who is a doctor? And, you know, is a doctor just someone that can do this? And, you know, and he goes off on that tangent, but then he brings it back to, oh, that's right. I'm talking about the moon. Our next clip up is from Tony Martin's Sizzle Town. The description on their website says offensive tweets, lockdown frustration and Corona spiracies galore. Tony Martin, tell us a little bit about him, because I've never heard of him before. Uh, so, you know, Tony Martin is a very famous um, actor, uh, sorry, comedian over in Australia. Um, and he was part of a comedy troupe back in the day um, called The D-Generation. And they used to do a show called The Late Show as well. And it was uh, hmm. kind of a um, little skits and stuff. And it was just very popular in that. And this is his now take on a late night uh, call-in kind of show and uh, again using the same kind of humor he's still got it and it's quite hilarious um and one of the most popular podcasts in australia so let's listen to a little clip of uh, tony martin's sizzle town right can you see me yeah because i'm just all i can see is the beach ball and it's, oh, it's now a question mark 
Well, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you. Oh, it's a terrible sound, though. Oh, let's see. Oh, God. Uh, should I just try one? Yeah, it's worth a shot. See how everyone's doing it. Okay, here we go. This podcast is brought to you by Allegiance Wines, a boutique, family-run, small parcel wine. Enough. No, it's not good enough, Matt. Yeah. You're supposed to be an award-winning audio engineer. Yeah, yeah. This doesn't sound good. Uh, try switching it off and switching it on again. Seriously? That's your best idea? Yep, give it a go. All right. Uh... I don't know. It's a... Oh. Oh, hang on. Oh, this sounds good. Yeah, quick, do the read. Uh, yeah. Sizzletown. Th- oh, I did that bit. Uh, small parcel. Yeah. With a range of international award-winning wines. Oh, this sounds great. They have an amazing array of varietals. Regions. And ranges. So visit allegiancewines.com.au to find out more and to order online. Allegiance Wines, producing the highest quality wines from Australia's premium regions. Uh, oh, it's gone bad again. Yeah, wind it up. Hello, you're on Sizzletown. Am I? Yes. What, what on? Uh, the, are you recording? We're live. All um, oh, right. The, uh, for a podcast. It's, yes, it's, it's a for po- a podcast, so no one's going to hear it. Oh, that's unfair. Well, mate, the- there's, there's too many fucking podcasts, right? Are there? The government's got to start calling them, mate. Right. And, Every uh, cunt's got hey, one. Whoa. Yeah, I, sorry, Please, mate. Keep sorry. it clean. If you, I don't uh, trust them. Well, hey, who is this? My name's Shane but- Williams. Uh, yeah. Tablets. Tablets? Yeah, for the voices. What for? No, uh, no it's just tablets. Uh, Shane Tablets, mate. Okay. Come on. Yep, Shane Tablets. And uh, what do you want to talk about this evening? Uh, yeah, the government, right, they're taking your temperature for the COVID, right? Yeah. What are they fucking doing with it? Um, when they've got it, when they've taken your temperature off you, right, mate? Yeah, well... I uh, went into fucking chemist warehouse, right? Yes. He won't let me in. And t- I'm going in to buy a fucking thermometer. He won't let me go in until he takes my... Temperature. Oh. I go, what, what is fucking going on? I'll take your fucking temperature, cunt. Hey, come on. Yeah, well. So what are they... They've taken it right. Do, doing they've wh- got a fucking dossier of how many degrees I'm at. That's all contributing to their fucking mm-hmm. 5G database. Yeah. And then they unleash the 5G and bang. And what happens? You go to that whatever temperature they fucking want. So someone's uh, manipulating your temperature. Is I'm that- fucking boiling yep. thanks to the fucking government. <sighs> Yeah, right, and this is the government's doing, is yeah, it? Yeah, well, they're all yep. um, doing sneaky deals, aren't they? Yeah? Yeah. They, what deals? I heard Swing McFrew saying that it's all because of China, right? What? The fucking Belt and Road. The what? The, the fucking the... Belt and Road, mate. They're fucking Victorian premiers fucking turning um, Victorian roads into China. Oh, uh, well, into I don't fucking think that... It's the Chinese road, right? That's their fucking road, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're putting a road that's just China, right? Like, when you're on that fucking road, that's China. Right. You need a fucking passport. Unless you're Chinese, right? That's the thing, right? Um, They're putting down the new Silk Road, the only fucking Chinese proof. Well, hang on. That's not how it's got to work. Well, that's I, what it is. They're paying for it. They're buying a bit of Australia. Now, that's bang, that's fucking China. And then they just join all the fucking... 
belt roads up right from mm-hmm. fucking Melbourne all the way to fucking Shanghai, mate. Yep. It's all joined up like a fucking Hot Wheels road. Is it? The... And only Chinese people can drive. Okay. Like, what if you're half Chinese? Okay. Could you drive on half of it? Uh, listen, I, I don't think that's how it works, okay? I don't know, mate. It's their fucking road. But it's a problem. And where's it going? I don't know. Going down to fucking Port Phillip Island or something and fucking getting the penguins. The penguins? Fucking signed up. <laughs> I'll be fucking Chinese next. Oh, uh, well, okay. Thanks, Shane. Okay, uh, mate. Yeah, well, I think that's probably enough of that. Yeah, We've... well, you think about it, mate. I've got to go. Yep. Because you could be tracing the school. Tracing? To my fucking to... Um, mama's place. Where? Uh, the... To the bunker. Oh. All right. Sorry, Sam, oh. oh, he's gone. He's gone, Matt. All right, that was uh, Shane Tablets contributing to the tapestry of ideas here at Sizzletown. All right, so joining joining Tony Martin on that is Niles Nyquist, which I don't know if these are real people or not. Shane and then Redacted. <laughs> so his last name does not appear. It literally says Redacted. Simon Haight and the Pikelet Man. On the line from their respective bunkers. So obviously these guys are all on lockdown. What is pikelet? I don't know pikelet. Okay, so pikelet is a pancake, basically. Oh. So it's a kind of a English version of a pancake. Oh. Um, so it's a pancake man, okay. which makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Yes. But as you can as you can see, I, I, I suspect that maybe the people that are calling in might not necessarily uh, be real people. But you don't know. It's it's not the not like the type of person I wouldn't run into if I went down the shops now. I they sound like characters to me, but I I I agree with you. They could be real. Who knows? Because they they seem as clueless as most of the people you'll find on Twitter or <laughs> Instagram or Facebook. And it's, it's such a weird podcast, but it works really well. And um, I listen to it while I'm running as well. So it's quite yeah. good to kind of get a bit of a trot on and yeah, run up behind people and start laughing in their ear. Nice. So that's Sizzletown. Look for it wherever you uh, stream or download your podcasts. Soundcasts. God. Soundcast. Damn it. Trump's America. <laughs> uh, we will be back after a word from our sponsor. Henderson's Pants and their brand new Flying Jod Purse. Friends, if the high cost of air travel is getting you down, then the all-new Henderson's Flying Jod Purse should have you as high as the proverbial kite. While these sharp new business casual pants can't actually imbue you with the power of flight, slipping them on is practically the next best thing to getting there, wherever there happens to be. Never again be hassled by a jumbo-sized seatmate or a perfumed matron stinking up your space, or suffer seats that are crammed so close together that they make a body bag look roomy. With Henderson's Flying Jodfers, you get to put the world on hold. And by hold, I mean that's where you'll be flying from now on, in the cargo hold. Our patented flyers are specially designed to make air transport superbly comfortable, whether you're in a pet carrier, cardboard box, or wooden crate. With plenty of extra padding, it's like having your own first-class seat. Henderson's custom-fitted flank tanks hold enough breathable oxygen for you to survive a flight from Shanghai to Timbuktu. 
with the extendable bib and hood lined with 100% genuine alpaca, you'll stay toasty warm no matter how high you happen to fly. And speaking of high, unlike makers of inferior brands of aviation breeches, Henderson's Flying Jodhpurs come with a built-in altimeter, so not only will you be alerted when your air supply starts to run thin, but you'll also know when you've made it into Henderson's exclusive Mile High Club. While most reputable air carriers prohibit passengers from flying in the cargo hold, Henderson's has worked out agreements with the remaining disreputable airlines to welcome aboard anyone sporting a pair of Henderson's Flying Jodhpurs. Originally designed for Amelia Earhart, the Wing Walkers Club of Altoona, Ohio, and Area 51, Henderson's Flying Jodhpurs are available wherever Army and Navy surplus goods are sold. That's Henderson's, makers of fine slacks and loincloths since 1903. And now, back to Succotash. Thank you again, Bill Haywatt. I don't know what we would do without you. So look for for Henderson's pants wherever you can find trousers, I guess. I don't think they Yeah, have. yeah, down at, the, down at the local. <laughs> Just head down to Kmart in Australia or Big W or Target. <laughs> and I said, Woolworths, Woolworths here. Woolworths, I know over there it's something different because I've seen O Brother Wear Out Thou and I base my life on that movie. <laughs> um, I know Woolworths is more of a kind of an... Uh, uh, they sell clothes and stuff here. Here, it's just a supermarket. They just sell food. Oh, here. really? Yeah, yeah. So don't go to Woolworths in Australia. I don't uh, even know clothes. if there are any Woolworths left in America. There, I mean, I, I used to live right next door to one. Uh, I used to work at a uh, Montgomery Wards, and there was a Woolworths in our shopping center. And all I r- really remember is the smell of corn dogs. <laughs> It's like corn dogs as well. Yeah. We do have Costco over here now, which is fascinating because oh, they beautiful. sell hot dogs over here as well. So. Yeah, beautiful. That's I think they're, the, corn, the corn dogs, I think they're called battered sabs here. Is that like a hot dog covered in batter? Yes. Yeah. So battered sab. Yeah. it's. I think it's been described, and don't quote me on this, but as nature's most perfect food, the corn yeah, dogs. it's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. You can get them down the local uh, fish and chip shops. <laughs> nice. Uh, Our next uh, clip is from a show called Unravel. This is a true crime podcast. And, you know, we have there's a lot of true crime stuff on Soundcast now. There's my favorite murder. It's actually the most popular Soundcast genre right now is true crime. This one comes from Australia. This is the fourth season. It's subtitled Snowball. And uh, this is a trailer uh, rather than a clip. So this is a trailer for what the season's about, and it is crazy. Yeah. It's just yeah. fucking crazy. I think that's the best way to put it. And then the reason I chose it instead, I know it's a comedy soundcast show, and I think it needs a bit of explaining because it's not just a true life comedy kind of a show. It's, uh, sorry, a true life story, but there's a lot of comedy at the a kind of side of it of how the family deals with the the stuff that happens and yeah. the way uh so we'll listen to the clip but i, I don't want to give too much away because i think some of the part of the mystery and part of the fun is in unraveling the story yeah give a listen to unravel my brother married an american con artist i find myself in a murky world of con artists and swindlers This isn't the kind of story you would expect to happen to a pretty average Kiwi family like mine. I was just gobsmacked as to what's going on here. 
I just remember it being like, whoa. She had this dark, vivacious... And then, whoa. A surface skin and look to her. And then after like two or three woes... She's a sociopath. It wasn't really a surprise. You're like, I wonder what the next woe is going to be. What happened cost us everything. I held it up to the light and everything merged. In the end, my parents lost more than a million dollars. We'd been done. Mum and Dad ended up homeless. We just were destroyed. It all started when my bro Greg was a backpacker in London. Yeah, she's very bubbly, effervescent personality. He met Leslie Manukian. She has a laugh that could, you know, you hear it across the room. A confident, charismatic Californian. Well, let's throw in there Kim Kardashian look-alike, sophisticated, female operative. She knew how to sort of work people. Ready to woo me as well. Greg was wooed. I was an American afile. So he brought his American dream girl home to New Zealand. When you marry someone, you feel like you really know them. Within a few months, Leslie had taken off to the US and none of us ever saw her again. I was living overseas when all of this went down. I normally work at an Australian radio station, helping other people tell stories. Now, I'm going to investigate the story of my own. It was, it was so weird. Smuggled out of Armenia? What? Whoa. Explain. <laughs> it is weird. It is weird. And as I start digging through what happened, <laughs> weird doesn't even really cover it. She got on the wrong side of the local mafia. She witnessed... She might have got beaten up. Murder. Or she got home invaded in her house or something like that. Die. They're going to kill me tonight, Dad. And basically and so being taken by these criminals. Got on this chartered airplane. Parents had to pay for a private jet to come get her before the mafia killed her. Oh, God. There's just so many questions. How did this happen? Why did this American woman con my family? Why did you do this? How did she just get away? Oh, shit. She's done it again. Who else has this happened to? Does the name Leslie Manukian mean anything to you? Oh, you bet. Never forget her. This woman's a bit kind of like, you know, not what she claims to be. And that was her allure. You just followed her. I don't think she ever thought she would actually get caught. It just started getting shadier and shadier. When I got home, there was a bong load, a martini, and a blowjob, and I just didn't think about it. F off, screw you, you, this is your karma. And who really is Leslie Manukian? Like, a part of me believes that she's just like... Oh, the scammer? A really broken person. You'll never really know what was real or not. To find answers, I'll have to get past her big shot lawyer to the stars. Can you believe this jerk? Oh my fucking God. <laughs> As your lawyer, I'm starting to make threats also. Are you serious? And... I'm going to travel across the world to track Leslie down. What are we getting ourselves into? Okay. I'm running. Stand by. I'm Ollie Wards, and I want you to come with me. The snowball. For the new season of Unravel. Is about to hit you. This time, things really do get personal. Where? In the middle. Join me for Snowball. Okay. I, I see her. 
Subscribe to Unravel. I see her. The ABC's award-winning true crime podcast. Oh, she's getting in a car. Wherever you're hearing this now. She's getting in a car, damn it. Or on the ABC Listen app. Damn it. So I love the fact that the con woman is from California, which is where, yeah. <laughs> which is where I'm Good from, okay. which, which I also What's doubt she's Leslie. actually from Leslie. California. Uh, yeah, they go into it a fair bit, actually. Um, I, I don't want to give anything away. I want you to all go in cold. But yeah, there's there's a lot more to it than what you expect. And it's the way in which the family deals with it. Like the dad is hilarious. Um, the brother, uh, at one point they go to America and they, they're meant to be uh, undercover, so to speak. So they're yeah. meant to try and uh, follow a certain person. Um, and they go and buy a hot rod. They go and rent a hot rod to drive around, and they have this argument about looking at it very inconspicuous and um, making sure that the the car that they're in doesn't just stand out in a crowd. And that that's the brother's point is that you know this is what everyone drives in America, so we we should drive this. It just it fascinates me the <laughs> sense of humor in the whole story. The thing sounds like a spoof to me. And yeah, it's, but it's not. I it's assure. not. It's real. No. I was mentioning before this. This uh, there's a uh, show that's been out a couple of seasons now called This Sounds Serious, and the first season was a, about a murder about a twin brother who kills his his twin, and it's a completely fabricated thing about a woman who loves nine one one calls, and she's followed this one up from Florida where the guy's called his brother's been killed, and it is the. I mean, just amazingly good spoof, and this feels like that to me, but it's actually real. Yeah, and Ollie is uh, quite popular over in Australia because he's is part of a radio station called Triple J. That's Ollie Wards? Yeah, Ollie Wards, and he does um, investigative reporting, Um, and that's where he kind of thought, well, maybe people would like to hear this story. It's part of my life. It gets fascinating. But you can actually reach out to him on Twitter as well. He, he he had a chat with me about his show, so I suspect that he'll talk to other people. I'm a nobody. <laughs> You're not. Don't ever no, believe that. That's exactly right. Don't ever believe I'm just, that. I'm just, I'm just trying to lower myself to everyone else's standards. <laughs> so that's Unravel True Crime. Snowball, check it out. Our last clip is from, and again, my favorite title. I can't think of anything I've ever loved more than Batuta Weekly News Bulletin, the Batuta Weekly News Bulletin. And you swear to me, this is a real place, Batuta. Uh, I'm not going to put my hand on my heart, but Batuta (laughs) is a ghost town within the locality of Birdsville in the shire of Diamantina. (laughs) In the ch- in the channel country of central western Queensland, Australia. The last permanent resident, Sigmund Ramanko, died in 2004. <laughs> so they, they, they tell me it's a, um, it's a real place, but... And yeah. apparently still reporting news. <laughs> yeah, it's still reporting news as well, yeah, which is fascinating. I love the fact that on their, uh, on their website they say, quite popular with the, sub- the subscribers that can't read. Yes, the Batuta yes. Weekly Bulletin. It's a great. It, they they do do the weekly bulletin, and they actually do interviews. But uh, the problem with the interviews is they might be a little bit too Australian because the whole cricket thing. Like they they do cricket stars and okay. stuff. And I think I mentioned to to you before, the, the Americans wouldn't understand what cricket was. But I'll give you a point of reference: the uh, original Ninja Turtle movie. Sure. So Casey Jones picks up his cricket bat. His cricket bat, uh, yeah. His cricket bat, that's exactly right. So that, that's, that's just the yeah. or drawback. Those, those of you who love Shaun of the Dead. 
Yeah, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, right? that's they exactly use a cricket right. Yeah. Than that. Yeah, you use it. Yeah, but they're English and they can't play cricket. They're <laughs> terrible cricket players. Australia beats them all the time. All right, let's give a listen to the Batuta Weekly News Bulletin. You're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Wrap on Desert Rock FM. 96.5. Welcome back to the Batuta Advocate Weekly News Bulletin. You're joined today by myself, Clancy Overall, editor of the Batuta Advocate, and of course, editor at large. How are you, Errol? Good, mate. Slummit Siam. Good to see you. And Wendell Hussey, our millennial, borderline Gen Z newsreader. How are you, mate? Very well, Clancy. Always a pleasure to be here. How are you? Good, good. You're playing up on TikTok and all that shit. Some good stuff on that TikTok. Yeah, you should right. get around it. Why don't you kick us off, man? Go ahead. Righto, we'll start off with some big local news that has national ramifications. Another controversial slave master has been thrown into the river by protesters. Yes, incredible story this one. A group of activists somehow managed to lift the Nike outlet off the ground down there in Batuta's French Quarter and throw it into our city's canal. Yes, of course, Nike is one of the most notorious slave masters in the history of mankind. And given our lack of traditional statues here in the Diamantina, the activists decided to take one of the giants of exploitation and the pioneers of sweatshops and erase that from our town. Yeah, it was quite a scene. Nike still trying to fish that outlet store out of the water, but their attempts continue to get sabotaged, so they might have to leave it in there for a little while until that stops. In news from down south towards the other end of the country now, and a group of young blokes in black puffer vests are still standing guard around John Howard's statue. Well, they didn't do a very good job, did they? Because Johnny Howard's little statue was defiled by the rabid left over the weekend. They mustn't have had any um, ununionised workers there to do the job for them. So, uh, yeah, there was a weak point and the protesters got through. Yes, obviously someone must have distracted them with a little stock tip because Johnny and little Tony got fucking defiled with red paint. And these blokes have apparently promised their dads it won't happen again. There was a comment on that one from John Smith saying they were just a group of 270-month-olds wearing R.M. Williams twirling around mum's 2010 Mercedes keys in their fingers. Very specific from you, John Smith. Now, staying on the big issues, and an inner-city lefty has revealed that she's worried the Black Lives Matter campaign is starting to overshadow the importance of keep cups. You wrote this one, Clancy. Yes, after three weeks of global protests against the systemic racism shown towards people of colour by law enforcement and the courts right around the world, local campaign organiser Claudia Wyatt-Power says she's starting to wonder if other important movements are getting drowned out, like keep cups and recycling. Yeah, she said she hasn't seen too many keep cups out and about since this whole thing started. And while she fully supports the movement... She says it's important that we don't lose perspective. Moving on to some international news, and it's been revealed that Americans are so mad they might even consider thinking about possibly voting. Yes, well, over there in the developing world, you don't actually have to vote if you don't want to, because as we saw in the 2016 presidential elections, a mere 58% of eligible voters bothered to even vote. That's possibly because nobody seriously believed the winner could be someone who at the time was famous firing people on reality TV and giving Macaulay Culkin directions in Home Alone 2. But apparently after weeks of civil unrest, they are now 
thinking about putting pens on paper. Let's just hope they aren't African-Americans and live in certain suburbs in Atlanta and Alabama where they will not be able to vote outside of uh, midday to 2 p.m. on a workday, which is uh, commonly known as voter suppression and uh, very effective when getting Republican presidents elected. We'll see if it plays out like that. Finishing on a feel-good story now, and we wrote an in-focus piece with a resident of our town. The headline on that one was, Bloke who has nothing to offer social media, but gym selfies, now relevant again. The gyms are back open, baby, and for someone like Tim Harris, that means his personality is back, on display for everyone. Yes, cue the leg day jokes and the protein shaker getting out during all business meetings and Zooms. This story coincided with a piece of research released revealing that fitness selfies on social media are up 350%. Pyramid scheme nutrients are flying out of the cardboard boxes in the garage again and weights are being thrown onto the floor at record levels around the country. Terrible. If you go to the gym, wake up to yourself. We're all going to die one day. If you are a young person and you're going to the gym for the sole purpose of trying to prolong your life, just take one look at your fucking super and stop by the news agency on the way home and pick yourself up a 50-pack of cigarettes. Here, here, Errol. Anyway, that's it from us this week. As always, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back again in seven days' time with the whole team to deliver you the biggest stories of the week. If you are after more audio updates, make sure you subscribe to the Batuta Advocate Daily News Bulletin and stay up to date with what's happening on a 24-hour basis. It's goodbye for now. My name's Clancy Overall. Talk to you next time. Wash your hands and um, don't shit with the door open. Namasaya, Errol. Bagus Sakali. Selamat malam. Bye. All right, so you're listening to uh, Cadet Wendell Hussey. I don't know, is Cadet a title? Is that a name? I don't know no, what that means. Yeah, I, I wouldn't read too much into it. And then for all of that ostentatiousness, they then also have color commentary by Errol and Clancy. No last names. No. <laughs> no other identification. No, no, no. I would highly recommend that you go onto their Facebook page and follow their page. That's they the, write um, that the, one of the most fascinating, Batuta, Batuta advocate, but the, one of the most fascinating things for me is that I always thought they were just uh, satirical headlines. Yeah. Uh, so they would just post these headlines on it, but then I started clicking into them and they're actual written as articles as well, which you, of course, would love because uh, yeah. it's the same kind of stuff that you do. But the, the thing that struck me as strange was about six months ago when they wrote an article, uh, the actual national press ran with it thinking it was a true story. Um, <laughs> thinking, and they were quoting them as the people that did it, uh, but, which is fascinating. But, you know, there's, it's the, I think they've got headlines like substitute music teacher wastes five minutes of everyone's life by setting homework. <laughs> a man quickly deletes all dating apps after his aunt says that she knows a girl who might be good for him. Excellent. Uh, property investors selling a house at a loss expects the nations to feel sorry for them. So they, they draw the line of nice satirical comedy and uh, I have to admit, I quite find them quite funny. So that's the Batuta, that's B-E-T-O-O-T-A, the Batuta Weekly News Bulletin. Great show. Love it. Yes, very good. In addition to the fact that Jabs and I have stayed in contact all these years, there's a number of other people that we still have in common people like yes. Damien Dent, Damien, Mr. Uh, Silver award winning Damien Dent. Yes. Congratulations, Damien. He has uh, the bitter sound podcast, strange times, strange times with cat and yeah. Sorens. And then a Sorens. sort of a weird revolving third person. 
that never yeah, stays. Yeah, and then long. sometimes they've got a, a theme and they tell people not to call in, and then other times they're they just it's just a free for all. It's an old school uh, soundcast. It's one yes. of the best ones because it's never really deviated from uh, um, the way that it's designed to be, which is just having a bit of fun and. Yeah, it's really good. And then with Davian's unique touch, it, it's very produced and polished. And um, whilst it sounds like it's raw, he, you can also tell that he puts a lot of love and care and attention into it. So he does. A very brilliant man. He does. Uh, he was part of my Sleeve Talkers pilot that I played uh, in episode 211. Uh, he played an MI5 officer uh, who was on loan to the Secret Service in the United <laughs> States. I listened to it. I loved it. I thought it was great. And I'm hoping there's going to be more episodes. I hope so. Maybe someone will pay us to produce them. I don't know who that is, but we'll see. Other friends, just to mention them, people like Ed Wallach. and Yeah, Ed, Ed's doing well. I know. I still touch base with him. And uh, Tom Beavis out Tom there. Beavis. He's doing a new yeah. comic podcast. Travis and Brandy Clark. Travis and Brandy, yeah. Brandy's doing a cooking um, podcast, which is always good. She reaches out to me every now and then for... Um, Australian cooking. I think she's only ever done it once, but I'll say every now and then. That's um, but I still talk to Travis and Brandy. They're, they're great. And, yeah, I see them um, whenever I get to L.A., which is great. Yeah. Um, he's producing a lot of podcasts now. He's not doing his own, but he's a producer, a legitimate producer. And he's doing really well with it as well. He's having a great old time. Yeah. I send him uh, Snapchats all the time, but I, I think he said to me once, I don't know how to respond to half of them. And I said, oh, just ask Mark. Sometimes he comes back to me going, what the hell's that? <laughs> <laughs> what did you just send me? <laughs> oh. the, um, Tom, Tom reached out to me recently. He wanted me to find a toy called Bluey for him. Bluey? Um, Bluey. So it's a little blue hill that's a cartoon over here, and somehow I found a way found its way to America. So I've got to track down a toy for him, which should be at every local supermarket and stuff that we have over here. But over there, it's really hard to get. Nice. And now I think was, I, was, you know, I was telling you about Angus as well. Oh, yeah. So Angus wants me to find him a um, hose that straps onto your front as a crutch. <laughs> um, and the attachment, when you strap it onto your front, shoots the spray out in <laughs> certain manner and you can put the soap in the back and you can wash your car from it so that's down in one of our local shops as well so wow, i think canberra's doing well thing. as a result and uh, canberra used to be known just for porn and firecrackers now it's known for these kind of things that's fantastic we had somebody uh who returned from australia at my office before the lockdown and brought a giant collection of tim tams is that right oh, tim tams yeah, yeah they're great yeah Oh my God! Fantastic. They're good. Did you, did you bite the end of them? Yeah. And then drink your coffee through it. Yes. Yeah. So you bite the top and the bottom, and then you drink your coffee through it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Oh so he God. taught you the right way. Yeah, they were so yeah. good. They were so I'll send good. you a care package over anyway. I'll send you some good stuff. And nice. I think you were talking about chicken salt before. Like chicken how you salt, finally tracked down chicken salt. Yeah. Uh, Vegemite. We were talking about. Yeah, Vegemite. I'll I'll send you some of that stuff over, and you can. Uh, Tell me to stop sending it. Well, what sort, <laughs> what, sort of, what sort of American treats would you like? I'll send you an exchange. Uh, funnily enough, the American stuff, uh, we can get down at our local IGA at the moment, oh. uh, independent grocery store, oh. which is weird. We can get the Butterfingers and sure. uh, Captain Crunch and stuff. It's Love it's very Captain odd. Crunch. Oh, my uh, God. Favorite one of, cereal. One of the things I got into from America, I went to Canada and they taught me how to make hot wings. 
Because we could never get, yeah, we could never get hot sauce here. Really? But now they sell Frank's hot sauce at our local Woolworths. Nice. Which is fascinating because we we don't have a hot sauce like you guys do. We don't have that. We have chili sauce. We have all these kind of Nando's, which is the chicken shack yeah. kind of a place. Um, but they don't have that kind of beautiful vinegary hot sauce. Oh my you god! Guys have I, over there's, there. a, there's a Mexican restaurant in our town called um, the Taco Lounge, and there's yeah. a ledge all the way around the restaurant that has hot sauce. Three hundred different kinds of hot sauce. <laughs> It's amazing. And they don't have hot sauce in Australia? Well, no, they've they got hot sauces, but that it's not like the American ones. So they don't. Australians have only in the last probably five years started making hot wings. Okay. Right. I mean, I'm sure they, they always had, but it's only ever been a big thing um, in Canberra and stuff. Now restaurants sell them hot wings and they okay. do the coated buffalo wings and yeah, stuff like course. that. Yeah. Whereas they never used to do that before. No kidding. I said, uh, uh, my brother-in-law asked me once, he goes, what are you going to do in Australia? Because they're only $2.50 a kilo over here. <laughs> and my brother-in-law asked me what I was going to do in Australia when the price went up on chicken wings. Yeah. I said, oh, mate, you don't know Australians. Once the price goes up on them, they'll just stop buying them because they're not going to spend money on that shit. They'll just coat chicken in other other bits of chicken in it. So. <laughs> but, yeah, I think we're doing all right at the moment. You'll have to um, – we'll have to – look for some movies or something that maybe I can't get access to. Yes. Uh, let me know. I will find it and get it to you. Although everything seems to be available online now. Yeah. Except for, as I said, uh, I listened to your 200th episode and Phil, uh, Phil I reached out to to ask him about his documentary. Phil Ernest, yeah. Yeah. yeah I didn't uh, the truth is out there. That'd be rude. His conspiracy. The truth is out there. Yeah, yeah. So I'll track that one down. I will get you a copy. That I have. Yeah. It's... it's um, I was disappointed, though, the 200th episode didn't feature our clip of thank you to Sakatashi. You're going to have to play it this episode. You know that. You know what? I'm going to because I still have it. And I know he sent it to Tyson, but maybe he just overlooked it or he said, these guys sound drunk, which you did. We were. We were, we were very <laughs> drunk. But if you remember the Diad factor, there was not many sober episodes. That's if any. true. I will play it right now. Let's see what the ground is in here. Ah, you go into the noodle market. Happy 200th episode to Sakatash. This is Jabs from the D Ad Factor. And F you, Josh. Uh, and Jesse. <laughs> also known as Hefe. And Hefe just had to think about who the fuck he was. <laughs> yo, yo, Hefe. Also, we're here at uh, our, my, my, our, it's terrible, my wife. It's my wife's birthday. We share a lot of things, I don't know. We're we having his cocktail here. party, and hey, Hefe decided to wear shorts. Shorts. Who wears shorts? No one wears shorts for a fucking cocktail party. A it's cocktail a cocktail party. party. Invite clearly said cocktail party. And swimmers. And it says. <laughs> and it, it did. It, it's a contradiction. It's like it's, I, I, swim in, I swim in jeans. <laughs> <Don't you know>? <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends how drunk we are, but I've seen it done before. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Last time we were in a spa, though, no one was wearing jeans, let alone any clothing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those days. No, no, I, I, no, I got, uh, yeah, I, I, no, I got, I got the full kit out, but you guys were too busy stuck in between. Uh, now that was me. I yeah. was wedged in between the spa and the side wall. Yeah, because I lost my phone. Yeah, <laughs> but I think we're sidetracked. Yeah, we did. Two hundred episode. Marco Sean. No, say it, say it, Josh. Go. Marco Sean. What's his name? Marco Sean. No, he's not the host anymore. Who's the new host? Yeah. Go. That fucked me. Who's <laughs> <laughs> the new host? I got nothing. Come on, it starts with a T. Hmm. Can you spell it out? <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, if you spell it, I won't be yeah, you, you still won't know what that is. Yeah, you may have to write it down. Yeah, okay. He's a, a famous boxer. Tyson. Tyson, yes. Tyson. Now I need to check that. Yeah, make sure that's great. Yeah, yeah, I got that. Well, because they don't play us anymore, so we don't listen to their show. Maybe that's why. Oh. Maybe this is why this is the final well, episode. The, Maybe the decade, in fact, it hasn't been around for a couple of no, years. No, that's it. So this is a oh, comeback. This like is a, a decade. Yeah. yeah. Well, we had that big fight. Remember? <laughs> yeah. We finished on that. Big is that fight. because Hefe wore pants? Yeah, Hefe wore <laughs> yeah, pants. And we told him not to he wear pants. He came in wearing shorts. We said, yeah, "We've got to record <laughs> something for the 200th show of Succotash." We all got dressed up. Hefe no. wearing shorts. <laughs> And not thongs. And, <laughs> and thongs, not the American thongs that you put up your ass crack. Yeah, that's right. That you put on your feet. Flip-flops. Yeah. It's a, hundred, a, a happy 200th episode to the Succotash. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I can curse. You agree, do you? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was looking for a bit more motivation. You want to take two? Go. Yes! 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 200th episode, you beauty! What are you doing? I wasn't recording. Oh, shit. Jabs, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to record this episode, not just once, but twice. Uh, the second time's always better. Always better. It's like cake the next day. Cake. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's why we're both runners. <laughs> <laughs> not to live, but to eat. That's it. <laughs> exactly. I only run to eat and drink. Jason McNamara, thanks so much for taking the time from uh, Canberra, Australia. And uh, I'm going to have you back on the show again. God oh, you it. can have me whenever. Well, I mean, we've done it twice. Why don't we could do this every week. Exactly. In fact, maybe we should or we start could our just, own. We could just, yeah, we just talk show. to each other. Let's do our own yeah, show. And we'll, we'll forget to record it and we'll just call it a conversation. <laughs> that sounds great. Take care, my friend. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to Succotash Shut In, the Soundcast Stimulus Package, with your host, Mark Hershon. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants, Trumpoetry.com, and... Imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuccotashShow.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on iHeartRadio, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, on the <laughs> Laughable App, and tattooed on your mother's rear end. You can hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Succotash Show. Email us at marc at succotashshow.com. Or call into the Succotash Skype line at our toll call number 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcast directly to us using our direct upload link at hightail.com slash u slash Succotash. Production of Succotash is overseen by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit. Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Sainer. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is still Kenny Durgis. And until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please wash your hands and pass the Succotash. Goodbye. Record. All right, it's recording. Blast it. Oh, that's wrong. I hate myself. All right, I am going to record the uh, video as well. What the hell? Why not? All right. I think I brushed my hair. <laughs> I didn't. 
I didn't. No. <sighs> All right, here we go. This has been a Succotash Patch production. <laughs>